Who's running this thing? <laughs> Who is running this thing? Who's calling it? <laughs> right. Let's hit the record button. I thought you were. There's that. Right. I've hit it. I, I suppose oh, okay. there should be music. Right, Joe? Is there? Get the music on, please. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. Well done. <laughs> All right. Here comes some music. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Armando Luna. I'm Brock Dittis. Oh, and I'm Aaron Flores. And I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Joan Pettit, broadcasting from home in the People's Republic of Portland. And from Salem. Nestled in the heart of Cascadia. Show where we bring you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains and transit, unicycles, adventures and life hacks. Life and hacks. today, today it's, uh, it's all five of us, your favorite hosts. All five. We, it's How's the it going, everybody? Episode. It's ridiculous. Episode 550. Uh, is is this our ten year anniversary? Have we made it? We've made it ten years. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, I think December was uh, the first show, right? Yeah, yeah. The first show dropped of in like December early December yeah. of last year. <laughs> what's what's uh, different about the show now, Brock? Versus what you expected? When you to, like, what did you? What were you thinking? What were you? What thinking? was I thinking? That's a really. What good were question. you thinking? Uh, yeah, well, nothing good, you know, and nothing <laughs> would come of it. Uh, and here we are. And now nothing good would come goodbye. of this. <laughs> and ten years later, we're still doing this. We go all Bilbo Baggins on it. Um, <laughs> it's my five hundred fifty eleventh birthday, <laughs> and I like all of you half as much as you deserve. No, the, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a quote from The Hobbit. Uh, no, we. Um, we started in a bedroom with shitty microphones, and now I'm in an attic with a shitty microphone. I'm kidding. It's a good microphone. But I'm really in an attic, and everybody else is in their house, too. So not much has changed. We've been all over the place. It's like a bicycle tour when you uh, you go up and over all the mountains and through the deserts and past the, the rivers and whatnot, and then you end up uh, back where you started. And then you have to get all your stuff out of storage and, and uh, move into a new apartment. That was kind of the Here olden days of podcasting. Yeah. It, Ten it years sure ago. was. Yeah, I mean, it really wasn't. It's now it's a household word, right? Like that's the thing that I guess. I mean, there there are multiple companies that have learned how to make money off of it, and uh, and we've never sold out, so we don't make money. I mean, we have wonderful donors, but uh, but we've also never sold ads. You know, we've we've done a read for the beer mongers on Southeast Division and Twelfth, but uh, we've never taken anybody else's money to talk about anything. We've only said what we want to say. That's uh, right. Well, well, speaking of saying what you want to say, yeah. I would like to recommend a Casper mattress. Mattress. For- <laughs> <laughs> that all changes tonight. <laughs> We're going to make up for lost time. It's going to be 10 years of ads all in one episode. That's right. I, I could probably do a great read for a Casper mattress because I bought one after hearing about it on a podcast. Mark Marin got my, uh, my royalty or whatever it is that he gets. So they cut off the top. Right. And, uh, and yeah, I, I have a wonderful Casper mattress. I love them. Uh, but we don't have a code to give you because we're not sponsored by them. So I have 
We'll give you I have a Casper code. mattress too, and I'm feeling like we all paid too much for them. <laughs> oh, you think so? I still well, like we mine. paid for them. I mean, if you're fancy, right? If you uh, sell well, yeah. out, you just get the stuff. Hey, if you <laughs> if you paid any money for a Casper mattress, you've paid too much. <laughs> I, I mean, like us five specifically, like not not just to any of the public, because we could have yeah, really that's, that's we could have really turned that into a free parent. parent. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I think there's another person involved at the beginning of it all, too. Maybe we should That's give true. them credit where credit's due as yeah. well. Brandon Rhodes was the co-host from episode one to episode 100. Uh, and episode 100 was a wonderful, fun romp using every method of transportation around Portland oh, cool. um, that existed at the time. It was, it was a lot of fun. I think we re-released that in like, I don't know, a year ago or less. Uh, but yeah, and he actually lives in Salem now, too. Um, I, uh, oh, I could cool. have invited him to, to pop into the show, I guess, but... That's on me. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, uh, Brandon was uh, fun to host with and uh, fun as a friend still. So. So is that when is that when Aaron joined or? Sure. 101. Yeah. 101. And how about yep. Guthrie? When did Guthrie join? 201. I don't what? know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it was before 200, wasn't it, that Guthrie came in for the first time as a guest? Oh gosh, no! I don't think it was that long ago. I mean, it was I mean, way back. It's been like yeah. three years. As a guest, I was gonna say, yeah, well before two hundred. Yeah. Well, should we run down all the different recording locations? <laughs> yes, I'm interested in that because there was uh, my house downstairs, my house upstairs, uh, my other house. Two different downstairs. houses, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Three different studio locations in two different houses. Right. When I lived in South Lentz. And then uh, what? That we moved to my apartment when I lived on Chavez Boulevard in Stark. Um, and then uh, the most exciting time was when we got our uh, studio at the IPRC, the Independent Publishing Resource Center, back when Division was affordable. And um, it was uh, that that was where we met you, I think, Armona, for the first time on the podcast. I think you came in then, and that was when we got yelled at or shot. We got kicked out. We got kicked out for being too loud because we enjoyed some whiskey. Because of Armando? Because not of because Armando. of Armando. Not because of Armando. No, I brought the whiskey. Though. Because of the whiskey he brought, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? Way that was also, then. that was the studio in which uh, uh, Aaron and Anna uh, hung out and chatted on, on the radio. That's um, right. Yes. Before, before they were officially a thing, uh, but you can hear it all over the episode. It's cute. <laughs> 204. Yeah. I remember yeah. like Aww, 204. You damn well better. That's uh it's like forgetting your anniversary. <laughs> but, yeah. October Wait, 6th. so what number is this one? This is 350, right? 550. 550. Okay. 550. 550. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do the numbers by the years. So episode 100 was October. Did you bring another bottle of whiskey, Armando? Cuz you're no, the only one yet. in your own studio. I am. <laughs> um, well, who's going to kick him out then? <laughs> Guthrie. Well, John Lucas here, so. That's a good question. Yeah. Guthrie raised a shot of whiskey there for all of us. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I've I've got whiskey too, actually. Let me raise That's that for a special someone. Uh, at the point that we talk about that special someone, there we go. Nice. Um, episode three hundred was recorded in uh, our garage studio. We had a garage in an alleyway, uh, and we were doing that open roads broadcasting thing, which we started together at. Uh, uh, the IPRC on division. Then we moved up to the Alberta neighborhood, uh, the Mississippi neighborhood, right? District. Correct. And uh, we right were near uh, Stormbreaker Brewing. Right, right. We were in an alleyway. We used our bathroom all the time. And then uh, from there, we uh, we moved on to, where'd we go after that? 
that was the XOXO offices where we parked this the Airstream. That's right. right? Yeah, down the street from the Franz uh, Bread Bakery, right? And yes. uh, the Airstream Studios started there and then was towed elsewhere. Uh, open signal where we were for a long time over on MLK. And then um, we had the short stint in X-Ray after uh, Open Signal shut down. And uh, X-Ray FM was just like the tiniest window of time uh, before COVID dropped. And, and then we started recording online. And who knows where we go from here? Yeah. Worth here we are. During the IPRC days was when we got our first and only corporate sponsor. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the Beer Mongers on Southeast Division and 12th. I mean, the thing is, is like, maybe I mean, there aren't a lot of ads, Brock, but you really just go all in with the one. <laughs> with the <laughs> one. With the one so wildly yeah. enthusiastic, and, sincerely. And I, I use fan. corporate sponsor in, in a very general term. I don't know if they're a corporation or an LLC or whatever. Right. I don't know what their business structure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't ask. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need to know. That's, that's their Sometimes. business. It's better not to ask these questions. <laughs> what we do know is that it's compliant with local regulations and state <laughs> regulations, and it's a great place to go and get a drink. I, I actually saw on their social media that uh, they now stock my favorite non-alcoholic beer, which is the Free Wave from uh, Athletic Brewing Company. Ooh, yeah. That's- how many? How many did you try last over the years? Last? Oh year? wow, a lot. I mean, Athletic has a wonderfully broad selection. They got a lot of seasonal offerings that they would bring in from time to time, and so. I spent so much. It wasn't a money-saving venture by any means, uh, but um, yeah, they, they do it well. And now the beer mongers, as you've noted, Aaron, before, is that they've got uh, a wonderful non-alcoholic beer section. Um, they're, they're doing a good job with it. Yeah. So if anybody's doing dry January right now, I'm not. That was last year. <laughs> and that's just January. It's all year. Yeah. But yeah, so that's all of our studio locations. regretting their dry Januaries. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some folks that have uh, taken a break. Right. Yeah. I've been regretting my dry January <laughs> for years. You're sticking to it. Forty-two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those in a dry January, it's always wet in Portland. That's that true. is true. <laughs> there is no dry January in Portland. <laughs> Well, speaking of the uh, hellstorm that is the current moment in our world, <laughs> on, nice. on a lighter Good note, transition. Uh, thank you. I just, um, you know, it's we're we're film or filming. We are filming. We're recording this um, several days before uh, it'll it'll be released. But I think we did want to take a moment and just acknowledge that there's some pretty weird stuff happening right now and i don't know does somebody else want to jump in here yeah i mean i I can't i've been talking a lot but if anybody else wants to describe the current thing we've been described as a a, uh, podcast that gets way too political right so right i'll go ahead and say like yeah Yeah, so (laughs) last wednesday there was a failed coup on our government right um it was it's been building uh anybody who says like they never saw this coming uh Sorry if I offend you, but you, that just means you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Very poor vision, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it seemed it seemed pretty obvious, and and anybody who was tracking the movements of same, maybe some more vocal uh, hard right, uh, um, al- I don't know, people who ally themselves to uh, more far right uh, groups. Uh, and their uh, social medias would have easily seen this coming. Um, 
Okay, so that said, it was a failed coup. It is failed for the most part. Uh, we do have a fair and democratic election and a fair and democratically elected uh, new president in our country, now confirmed as far as um, the Congress yeah, uh, certified has, votes. The, has certified the electors, yes. Uh, despite any a, a attempt to do otherwise. Right. Well, and a lot of the people that were causing the commotion uh, this last week uh, have already been brought in and presumably on their route to justice. Some. Um, I mean, some. That's the thing. It's not they're yeah. not going to get everybody that, that did this. And it's not going to stop the um, the troubling patterns that we see in our culture, in our country, in our society. Uh, for anybody listening outside of the U.S., Hi. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, it's been, it's been rough, uh, but, but there is the, kind of that glimmer of hope. I think it's, it's tricky to think to me about kind of what happens in the next month, what happens in the next several years. And the big like question without any answer of how do we fix all this stuff? You know, how, how does the world get a little less fucked? And it's just, it, it's really right. hard to see that right now, but I have faith that, um, there are enough people who believe in the world being better that it could happen. So, yeah. Uh, there's, there's part of me that, that kind of wants to, wants to be there all in. Then there's another part of me that's like, well, there was the Oklahoma city bombing. What did we learn from that? (laughs) And like, there's some lessons we did really learn, but then I also think we are far enough away from that, that maybe we forgot a few things about, uh, the militia movement and sort of the far right, uh, uh, that side of things. Um, I think uh, we have seen a lot of this kind of activity in Portland, not just over the past several months, but over the past several years. And I think for those of us who have been paying attention to what's been going on locally, you know, it's a pretty straight line yeah. from one thing to another. And so like, shocking but not surprising or surprising but not shocking or yeah yeah uh i do believe deep down like things are eventually going to get better but there's always that part of me that's like well but we still need to take these things seriously well but maybe taking them seriously is what leads to things getting better i feel like i have to think things are going to get better even if i'm terrified that they won't right and acknowledgement is kind of where that happens. That's where you kind of, there comes a time where you have to call a spade a spade. And there's a lot of people that don't want to call spades spades right now. Um, so yeah, naming it and figuring out where the problems live. A lot of what we've experienced over the past year has been about naming things and saying, this is what we see and this is what needs to change. Uh, and that has to keep happening. Yeah. And so I think we just wanted to say something about that just to, uh, you know, make clear that we are not ignoring the shitstorm that is the current political <laughs> landscape right. in this country. We're speaking to you from this time in history. Yes. Yeah. And uh and uh you know, we who knows what's gonna happen between now and when this is released into the world. So on that well, whatever it note, is, yeah, we love you. We we love you all and we love you specifically, you the person with the earbud in your ear right now. That's nice. We do. We love you. Thank you for listening and joining us. And speaking of things that we love very much, was that too much, Brock? You want to? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, my grandfather passed away yesterday. 
I uh, uh, found out as as we do uh, just about everything. Found out by looking at my phone screen, and uh, yeah, uh, it, it, I was actually right in the middle of the uh, of the podcast that I was going to release that, and then I. Uh, uh, I realized I wasn't going to be able to do that. So Guthrie is taking over the edit for the last show. Thank you, Guthrie. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, my grandpa, Harold Mace, uh, is a great man, was a great man. I, uh, I learned a lot from him growing up. He built uh, the tandem that I have in my garage out of two scrap bikes that uh, he his neighbor was throwing away back in the 50s. And he saw the two bikes on the scrap heap and said to his neighbor, Hey, you mind if I pick those up? Never said, see if I care. And so he welded them together and, uh, you know, uh, broke the chains, put them back together. A couple of, you know, spare things left over. And then there was this like hundred pound steel, uh, coaster brake bicycle that, uh, I may have mentioned on the show before. It's, it's a real work of art. It's real beautiful. Um, it's real incredible. He and I used to ride that when I was a kid, I'd stay over when my mom was teaching community college classes, and, uh, he and I would go out, it was kind of that, you know, the routine of like, you know, you go over, you hang out, grandma gives me some, some food or whatever. We go out, we take a bike ride. Um, never with helmets, of course. Uh, I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think I had one. I don't think he had one, but it was a different time. Um, and, uh, yeah, just the, you know, uh, making the rounds all the way around the neighborhood up and down all the big Hills, especially down the big Hill, which always freaked me out, but I could always trust that he was going to pilot this thing, uh, as well as he possibly could. And he always did. And we never got hurt. Um, I have heard stories about uh, my mom and my aunt when they were younger uh, rode this bike and they attempted to ride it down the hill uh, from the top of the hill down into Puyallup, which was the town below in the valley. Uh, super steep hill, uh, Crisella Boulevard. And they had to, I think they had to bail. Like like I mentioned, it was a coaster break. And, uh, you know, you take something that heavy and you put it downhill and then you try and stop it. And there's only so much you can do. So uh, no lasting injuries. They're both okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, but that was also the bike that, uh, Odell and I, when we got married, rode away from, uh, from the party at the end of the night. So, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, my grandpa, super, um, mechanically amazing, did a bunch of, uh, projects. He he was always happiest when he was in the middle of uh, taking something he got for free and making it into something that would cost a thousand dollars. Uh, he built a shed in the back of his yard that was all made of scrap wood that he got from, I don't know, scrap wood places around town. Uh, he made a kayak and a catamaran out of paper mache, uh, after it was shellacked, it floated. Um, and he, he, uh, he brewed his own wine or he, what do you brew wine? Do you make wine? He made his own wine and, uh, he, uh, just kind of had, you know, this whole system set up with a bunch of carboys and, uh, he made wine out of everything that was, that would grow, you know? So there was dandelion wine and jalapeno wine and along with just kind of your standard grape varieties and whatnot. And, um, it was fascinating. He was a fascinating man. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to miss him. It, we, it's one of those things where we've been getting ready to to say goodbye to him for a couple of years now. Uh, he was in failing health a couple of years ago when uh, when he met my son for the first time. Um, and uh, it, as much as you gear up for losing somebody, you still can't. Um, it still hurts when he goes, and so. Yeah. Yesterday was, was, it was kind of a tough day to, to kind of feel that and have that happen. But, um, I, I am blessed by his, uh, his presence in my life and I will miss him and I'm really grateful for everything I have. So. And I yeah. think we just wanted to raise a glass quite literally to, that's right. To your grandfather, Harold, to Harold. Cheers, Harold.
So yeah, thanks for asking. Thanks for giving me a giving me some space to to mention it. Somebody that big uh, in my life, it would I would I would feel like I I would have to make some sort of mention uh, of him. So thank you. Well, um, I've got another serious thing because I'm a barrel of monkeys tonight. But Armando, Aaron Guthrie, did any of y'all have any serious stuff to get out of the way now that we're two hours into this episode? <laughs> I think I'll just let you. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just let you bring the room down if you want, Joan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Lope well, <clears throat> so you know, at the the beginning of this podcast, we have this these this nice line about how we're in the People's Republic of Portland, or we said what was it, the anarchist jurisdiction for a while in the heart of Cascadia, and something that uh, I am uh, educating myself about and um, spending a little more time learning about is the history of the indigenous people who uh, were the original inhabitants of this land and something that uh, I'm hearing some colleagues do in different places, especially in the Northwest, and I'm sure this is happening in other places too, but is is um, doing land acknowledgements and, you know, acknowledging ourselves. Well, I don't, I'm not going to speak for everybody here, but certainly I am a settler on this land. And so we Me talked too. a little bit about, um, about how, how we might talk about something like that in the podcast. And I think uh, it was fairly pointed out that it's not a good thing to do if it's not sort of followed up by some action and more education. Um, so I'm 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 working on that, but I did want to say, and I, I don't know these tribes very well because I did not grow up here, so I did not learn this. But um, here, uh, I and I don't know about you all, not you, Brock. I guess where you are, but the rest of us, I think, are occupying the historic, traditional, and ancestral homelands of the indigenous people, the Multnomah, Kathlamet. You all help me with these if I don't say them right. Clackamas, Tumwater. Um, what what lala bands of the Chinook, the Tualatin Kalapuya, is that is that how you say that one? And many other indigenous nations of the Columbia River. So I just wanted to say that since every week we talk about where we're coming from, and I want to say that where we're also coming from is, you know, some land that was stolen. So woo, did yeah. I do a good job? Did I bring this down? <laughs> I appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah. And like you were saying, it's, it's, uh, it's not something just I, acknowledgement is a start, but it's also good if that isn't the end, if, if you also move towards some sort of action. Uh, I, uh, if people haven't heard about it, I'd recommend looking into uh, the Shush Fund, uh, which uh, benefits Native folks uh, around, uh, around the Oregon area. And uh, they've uh, last uh, spring and summer, heard about uh, there was some big problems on the Warm Springs Reservation with uh, their water system. And uh, Shush Fund has been doing a great job of raising funds for that. So that's that's something that I contribute to. I'd recommend anybody who's interested in that, check that out too. Also, uh, speaking of places we feel like we're from, uh, acknowledgement of the Nimipu or Nez Perce in Eastern Oregon on my part. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, you know, can we, I have... I have some lightning round questions uh, that I did not tell you all about in advance. <laughs> Here we go. Would you? Are you all up for that? I'm in. All right. 
I was not warned ahead of time. I'm out. Uh, what what'd you say, Armando? <laughs> Can you explain lightning round? Like, are we all answering all at once or? No, we're going to take turns. If you take... get the answer wrong, she will strike you with lightning. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> there we go. This is uh, how I'm taking over. Um, I've got a series of questions. I'm not going to give you very much time to think about it, and you just need to answer quickly. And then at the end, I will tell you if you're right. No, they're not. They're not right or wrong questions. They're not right or wrong. All right. Um, we can have conversation at the end of the question, right? And so I don't know. Do 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 we want to do this in alphabetical order? Is that too complicated? <laughs> I don't know. How do you want to? Got to do it in some order. Let's, yeah. Pick, let's go clockwise. One of us and ask. Clockwise, but we're all looking at it different screens. <laughs> That just yeah, but means you're that, the one Joan, asking, you're going to so yeah, you'll have to call out the next Oh, person. you want me to call out? Sure. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, you guys ready? We should call We should call out. <laughs> 42. No. Well, we, I think we should go one at a time in answering so it's clear. Okay. Here's a big one. It's come up before. Naming your bike, yes or no, Brock? Absolutely not. Armando? I'd, yeah, sure. Why not? Aaron. <laughs> you know, all my bikes have names. <laughs> Got three. Some bikes, yes. Some bikes, no. Oh, taking ah. the path of moderation. Okay, I don't, I don't I name my bikes, bikes. Like, all oh. of my bikes already have names on them, but you mean, like, we create our own name for them, correct? Yeah, sorry if I wasn't clear. Yeah, I didn't mean, like, you know, surly. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the the name that it was uh, christened with from the factory. I mean, like Matilda. <laughs> I have never seen that on a bike. I mean, as a brand. Um, that's my side hustle. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm right. not like opposed to naming bikes. I've just never come up with one that stuck with any of mine. Aaron, are you are uh, you just not inclined to make a lofty <laughs> defense I, of this practice? Oh. <laughs> I mean, the bike. The bike will name itself. You just, you just maybe. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to really put it back on you. Also, the longer the name, the better. And you have to say the whole thing. Such as the red hair among horses. Yes, or yeah. El Tigrillo de Siete Siete Leguas. Wow, that would have been awesome if I got it the first time. Now it just, just sounds do it again. Like we'll the miracle of yeah. editing. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> El Tigrillo. We'll totally keep that version, yeah. The little tiger of the seven leagues. Okay, next question. Next question. I'm going to call on people in a different order. You ready? Okay. Now, remember, it's a a lightning round. (laughs) Helmets while riding your bike. Always, never depends. Armando. Armando, you're muted. (laughs) That means that, yeah, the lightning round also means unmuted, I guess, right? Unmute, unmute. It depends. Aaron? Yeah, same. It depends. Depends on the Guth- situation. Guthrie? It depends, because if I have a cap on, usually it feels like a helmet, and then I forget my helmet. But if I don't have a cap on, then I just wear my helmet. Brock? Am I riding with my trustworthy grandfather? Yes. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, it's for sure, and it depends for me. It's None of us are always... That's interesting. Wait, 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 like, wait, wait. What was your answer yeah. for naming your bike? I didn't hear your answer for that. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, she's dead against it. <laughs> this came up. Aaron and I had a fight about this. 
I was on where I told him it was an abomination or some such to name your bike. <laughs> then I tried to troll you on Twitter one time and we got in trouble. Oh yeah? Did you get banned? <laughs> well, no, but we accidentally we unintentionally like made made someone mad about the practice. You brought somebody else into it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we brought someone I think we else into it joking. and they, they weren't into they didn't get the joke because they weren't in on the joke. Duh. <laughs> Lessons learned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Wait, so no, you're against I, naming your bike or you, you don't prefer Well, I don't people can do what they want, but okay. I'm not. Are you against naming your helmet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she's uh, she's for naming other people's helmets. Yeah, yeah. All of okay. your helmets have Armando, do you own a helmet? I own multiple <laughs> helmets. <laughs> he just never wears them. <laughs> no, I I it's like I'm going mountain biking, I'm gonna wear a helmet. And you know, if I'm going mountain biking, preferably I need to get a full face helmet. Because usually if you're mountain biking and you crash, it's like you're going to hit a tree or something face on. And you need that extra protection, right? Yeah. Like commuting. I, I mean, I, I choose my commuting routes really well. I try to ride off road, like off the main streets or not even on the streets on a path. That's where you wear your aero helmet. Aero helmet. Those are actually really cool. Those teardrop. Ones. Aren't they? Yeah. yeah. If I That'd be a great look wear. on your commuter. Oh man, I would totally wear that, but I would wear it backwards, <laughs> like a beak. Okay, I'll, I love it. Unmute, Appropriate unmute for the next question. Okay, okay. For the rest of your life, you can only use one method of transportation, except for your feet. You still get to walk, but from the following list, which do you choose? One method. Here's list: airplane, train car or truck, skateboard, unicycle, bicycle, e-bike or not, scooter. I don't have any others. Okay. Aaron. I mean, it's, it's too on brand, but I would have to say bicycle. <laughs> oh, definitely bicycle. Brock. <laughs> what kind of truck, but probably a bike. <laughs> An Armando. <laughs> uh, as long as it rolled coal, a truck. <laughs> Ooh. No, I'm just teasing. Just Don't teasing. like it. Don't like it. Bike. So bitter about only having to have one mode of transportation. I want the worst mode. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that we get to walk, though. That's good, right? I mean, because otherwise, if walking was one choice among many, I would have to choose walking because eventually, like, you can't bike. You know, Someday my what if I offered jetpack is another option? I was going to say, I'm answer. a little offended that levitation was not on there. <laughs> yeah, but see, with a bike, you can ride with others. But like, if you have a jetpack, unless other people have a jetpacks, and then it's too loud, you can't talk. You know, yeah, the tandem jetpack is a bad idea. See, my jetpack is, I got the whisper light. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm choosing bike for this, for this game, but I don't know what I'd actually choose. All right, next question. Next question. For the rest of your life, you can only have one bicycle. Now, it will always stay in excellent shape, you know, but you you can but choose the one you don't get any. It's n it's not n plus 1, it's n equals 1. You can only have one bike. Uh, it'll stay in great shape. Choose the type or style of bike you want. It doesn't have to be a specific brand, just kind of a type. Brock, you're first. Oh, okay. Uh, my long haul trucker because they're not making any more mm -hmm. of them. Armando. Pass. 
<laughs> I don't know that that's kind of too bike. Hard okay, to think Aaron. About. Aaron? I, I can answer. I don't I think that's allowed now. Yeah, I, I like all my children equally. <laughs> <laughs> I love them all just in different ways. And and Guthrie's gonna reign supreme in this answer. Well, I do have only owned one bike for the last decade. So I'm definitely gonna have to go with something by Bear Claw by Schools, because ten years on Surly is feeling a bit long right now. <laughs> so you don't want any more <laughs> any more surly. I've been surly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I do like you it. It's a, a wonderful issue, bike. <laughs> it's gonna like kill me next week. Uh, no, I like my Surly, <laughs> but Bo Jackson, here I come. I was thinking uh, I'd go for a probably a cyclocross bike. So that's not really a brand, though. I'm gonna say it, my Brompton. It, there, yeah. There. Oh, okay. oh wow. so independent of the previous question of of uh, only taking one tra- uh, form of transportation. If I could only have one bike, independent of the previous question, I think I would say my Brompton because I could always take it with me. There we go. And you Ask could me fight tomorrow, zombies I'll with give it. you a different answer, though. <laughs> so I would, say, I would have to say, now that I thought about it more, and the bikes that I own, probably not the triplet, but uh, my Salsa Fargo um, because it is probably the most useful and it's the only one I've been fitted on officially. And I, I think it could probably be used for almost anything. Last question. Last question. Blinking lights at night on your bike. Yes. No. Uh, let's see. Who did I start with last time? Uh, Guthrie. Guthrie. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Brock. Uh blinking tail light, not blinking headlight. Tail light, tail light. Oh, sorry. Uh blinking tail light. Oh, but bl- you're saying your answer is the tail light can blink, but the headlight cannot. That's right. Okay. Armando. I say no. Aaron. So I used to I used to be a blinky light person and I had this thought that uh it got people's attention more um but now i'm a steady light all all round um it's it's easier for drivers to gauge distance from you plus uh it's less distracting for other riders guthrie guthrie is <laughs> look at him he's dance. doing the high five and the dance yeah this is uh i just realized are those wireless headphones because you couldn't do that with a cord. Gosh, I hope it was so. like three spins. <laughs> I um, am not the only good thing about not about working from home and therefore, well, there's plenty of things that are good about working from home. But the only good thing about not commuting on my bike home at night this time of year is not being behind people blinking really bright <laughs> lights right into my eyes. I uh, I think my take is that if you have like a, a low, like a not very bright light, in addition to a steady light, it's okay to blink the lower one. But man, I feel like I get blinded. And sometimes, you know, you go up to a stoplight and, 
or not a stoplight, like an intersection and somebody stopped in their tail or their front light is blinking and it's like blinking off of something really high. And it's just. <sighs> it's like rolling coal with light. Yeah, this was a loaded question because I just want to tell people to stop blinking their lights so much. <laughs> it is, it is, I wouldn't say it's a loaded question, but you have to think about where you are and who's around and what's, who's going to see that. So like if you're on a multi-use path, no. I mean, there are other bikes, there's people walking or whatever, skateboard scooters. But like if you're, I mean, if you're riding on 122nd in the bike lane, you know what? I would I would turn on my blinking light and totally be happy with that. You know, it's it's it just depends. You know, for those of you not in Portland, one twenty second is a really high traffic. Most people wouldn't ride on it if they could choose not to. Yeah, with a standard size bike lane, right? No more. And and high speed traffic. I think the speed limit's thirty five at the minimum. All right, I'm going to roll into some... I don't know why I'm asking questions. Oh, I like it. Oh, you're doing great. Because it's your job. <laughs> Bring them on. Uh, usually I Thanks answer for the questions. lightning round, Joan. Yeah. Um, well, so usually I answer questions, so maybe it's fun to ask. Uh, so we got some questions from listeners, which was really, which was really great. And um, uh, we got a, a few that um, were for all of us, but there was one specifically for Aaron. And that is that uh, Byron Patterson, who's at Byron Powered, said... Good day, Mike. Said, I probably missed hearing about it, but how did Aaron's broken shoulder heal in the end? I busted my wrist and shoulder in August, and I'm only just getting back in the saddle. And that was on Twitter. I imagine the wrist would be a little bit harder to get back on the bike from, um, just because there's, depending, I guess, on, on your stance on the bike, but... I lean so far forward. I imagine the wrist would be a uh, pretty high pressure or um, a lot of weight being supported on that. Uh, so one, I feel for you, Byron. Uh, I hope it heals up. <clears throat> uh, that said, I feel very lucky, very fortunate um, that one, I didn't need surgery, which uh, the doctor said would have set me back actually, because I would have been healing from the surgery, uh, on top of just the, the bone fusing. Uh, so didn't need surgery, uh, and, um, the bone fused pretty well. I got like a nice bump that no one will really see unless I take my shirt off in public, which won't happen. So no one will ever see that. Uh, and (laughs) I don't even look at it in the mirror. Uh, you look but, at it on Zoom. <laughs> nope. For those of nope. you that can't see the screen, Aaron is peeling off his upper <laughs> layer. Uh, nice. nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's there's like you know just a little uh, bump in the collarbone where uh, where the bones fused, but uh, never really any real complications other than. If I sleep on that shoulder, um, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it'll be like just uncomfortable, slightly painful. That's it. I feel very lucky that that's all that I've gotten so far. Hey, Aaron, can you remind us and the viewers what happened with your What happened? Yeah, sure. Uh, I was trying to do the responsible thing and take transit into work, but I still had to bike to my transit station 
And um, I took a right turn at an intersection and my front wheel slid out from underneath me. It was a icy, it was a very icy uh, day that day Um, to the point there was like in the 10 minutes that I arrived at the hospital, there was like two other people that arrived with uh, the same sort of situation where I was riding my bike and it slipped out from underneath me. Um, Yeah. So that's what happened. And I broke my collarbone uh, from the fall. It's hard to believe it's been that long since it happened now. I'm glad I'm glad you've kind of made that full recovery. <laughs> we had a little anniversary party over here for it. <laughs> December 3rd. That's great. You, you actually it. did. I thought you were <laughs> <laughs> No. We marked it. We marked it on the calendar. I don't know. For some reason, Anna felt that if I didn't if nothing happened before December 3rd, then I would be in the clear for the rest of the year. You know, here's another I didn't I didn't clear. put this in the lightning round. Um, who amongst us has been hit by a car while on their bikes? I have. That sounds like a jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't I been hit by, by a car. car. I, I ran into a car. Okay. So, uh, sorry, I got through. You said what? Oh, all good. I've technically been hit by a car. Technically. What does that mean? It hit me really, really slow. I mean, okay. I, mine was slow too, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Armando. Why? Well, no, I can't remember. I, I've. That means yes, you have. Hit. There was a concussion. Been, <laughs> I sort of got doored. I've been hit by a bike. How, how do you sort of get doored? Uh, I feel like that's an all-or-nothing proposition. Knowing, knowing that it's going to happen and and seeing it happen okay. in front of you, and you stop enough just you're, where your handlebar stealing yourself. Car. I don't call that being hit by a car. Okay. Though. Yeah, I mean, we both went away from that, and the kid was freaked out. But, but I've been hit by a bike. It's funny because I was riding down Fifth, Sixth, Sixth, and uh, in downtown Portland, and I was in the bike lane, which is on the left hand side because it's a one way, and I turned off onto the sidewalk to do sort of like a reverse Amsterdam onto Oak. And when I turned on the sidewalk, I just went a little bit and then stopped. But I didn't know there was another cyclist behind me that was sort of doing almost the same thing. But he was going straight and he went, bam, he just ran into the back of me. I mean, enough to like move me and stuff. And uh, that was sort of weird. I like that you call it a reverse Amsterdam. (laughs) Like you you think, is it a Copenhagen right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I guess. I thought it was. I don't know. There's the Copenhagen left, which is like your two stage left turn or something. Wait. uh, What's the official one called? Is it a Copenhagen left? I don't know. I mean, I thought there was yeah. something, some version yes. of something that we were calling the Port- Portland <laughs> something. <laughs> and then there's the Dutch reach, which is completely different. <laughs> but which is relevant because that is how you prevent dooring. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Dutch reach. You you were thinking <laughs> of something else. Were you I talking about? <laughs> okay. So via Instagram. <laughs> Dan, who goes by Pampino Green, asked, I heard Surly discontinued the long haul trucker, not the long haul trigger, which I wrote in my notes, the long haul trucker and the Pugsley. How are you guys taking it? We also not good. discontinued the troll. Not into it. Boo. I think it's, I mean, like, there's so many bikes that are covered in their lineup. Uh, and there's a lot of other options out there these days. 
I am a little sad that if my bike was hit by a car tomorrow, I couldn't actually go out and replace it. But at the same time, um, I think the disc trucker, although the components go down, it, this is the thing with Surly. Component quality goes down, price goes up. And by 10% each year, it feels like, uh, well, you know, 0.02% or something. But this trucker is good enough. I'm not sad about the long haul being gone. Ultimately, I think disc brakes stop loaded touring bikes better than rim. And I think there's so many other options out there that weren't out when the Pugsley was first put there. So wait, 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 I wait. So they're, them, they're... I can see the sense in them discontinuing. Sorry, I, I just got excited. They're, they're not discontinuing the disc trucker. They're discontinuing the long that haul trucker. So the disc trucker will continue. That to... would be oh, kind of like. Well, still boo, but that's different. That would than I be thought. like not smart business making decisions on Surly's part to discontinue the disc trucker. <laughs> right, right. I guess I've always considered the disc trucker to be like a subset of the long haul trucker. So I guess that that makes a lot more sense to me. So they're discontinuing rim Correct. brakes. Yeah, basically. And I yeah. think I don't know if they offer the disc in a twenty six inch. Maybe it's only seven hundred C now, but I would double check that. Aaron is shaking. Mine's his head. a twenty six inch. So unless they discontinued 26 inch, right. I think it was, oh, okay. they when probably I got it, it was anything under 52 centimeter size was uh 26. I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah. Like I'm you couldn't keep right the dimensions of the thing proportionate. Can get 26 and 56 and 64 or 700. So 56, you can get okay. either 26 or 700. There are certain people in the podcast audience who are super stoked that we're talking about numbers. <laughs> and there are certain people who are not. And we're playing to both sides, oh, yeah. I think, with this episode. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see supple, the medium trucker. That's right. That supple life. <laughs> Gravel specific. <laughs> the smaller the wheelbase, the, the medium the haul medium haul van. I don't know. <laughs> That's the Pugsley. <laughs> Perfect. So I don't know the pack rat. Apparently that one's uh, sold out too. I don't know that one. The pack rat. That was, if, if I were to get another bike, that would have been, when that would have been the bike. one. Well, you better get it quick. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> he okay. says as he looks off screen. <laughs> okay. Got, from, uh, phones in. So. From Junk Miles 5.0.3 via Instagram. This is a question for all of us. And I have thought about this for days since I read this question. When each of you is able to bike tour in the way you prefer, for example, post COVID, what would be your ideal trip, location, companions, etc.? I definitely prefer post COVID for bicycle tour. That wasn't the question, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we prefer post-COVID. That's our that's our official podcast. Very, very yeah. diplomatic. <laughs> I want to get out there and do uh, like long distance, like ultra high mileage, super minimal camp setup. Like I want to find a weekend where I can just do like 300 miles in a weekend and sleep on a bench somewhere. That's what I want to do. Bench. Specifically a bench, yeah. It has to be one of the ones that doesn't have the thing built into it so people can't sleep on it. Not a TriMet bench. That is correct, yep. I would take a real shot at uh, biking tip of North America to tip of South America. That 
is something I've wanted to do for about since I started talking about it, which has been about 10 years at this point. And no, yeah. no it's been like six years, but still, you know, uh, things like this make you think, shit, I should have just done it <laughs> uh, when I had the chance. So, you know, you'll have it again. Theoretical world. Have you got an answer for that, Armando? Um, I guess my realistic answer, uh, I've never really been to Eastern Oregon and traveled out there and like painted hills and all of that stuff. I really, that's, so that would be my realistic answer, headed out to Eastern, Eastern Oregon, doing some of their rides out there. Um, that, w- that would be my realistic. I guess my, my, uh, my wish list would be uh, uh, the Great Divide. I would like to do that. Yeah. Spend like a year doing that. Like all the way, <laughs> north to south, south to north. God you know, damn, I'm not, I'm not racing it at all. Just, just to do it, it would be fun. Aaron, you got you got an answer for this one? Well, I'm going to go the other way and uh, go with unrealistic. And I want to take a surly moonlander to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Uh, get on that, Elon. You can do this. In just get a couple money of years, now. it's going to be totally possible. Come on, fund me. Yeah. It's sponsored by, <laughs> by Tesla. You way way less than a Tesla Roadster. There's no reason we couldn't make that happen. Exactly. Me no and, and the you would have to do it on why a Tesla e-bike. Oh shit. I just I, I, I he's that, a he's a problematic person though. <laughs> can we I just I cannot let this moment pass without <laughs> acknowledging that Yeah, he yeah, I'm not a fan either. But I'll take his but money. But anyway, maybe he can get you to the, to the moon with your bike. Yeah, I'll take his money if he wants to send me to the moon. No, but for real, um, I have been talking about going to Japan for going on like three years now. It's got to happen eventually. Uh, I would love to take like my full bike and just do like a whole like uh, tour, but I would even settle just taking the Brompton and, and packing that with everything that I want going out and hanging out with the rice cooker ride people in scuba, but also just kind of seeing the countryside. I love it to join you, Aaron. And more Um, warm sake. (laughs) Oh, so this question was pretty hilarious because since Caroline was on Caroline Burroughs was on the show a few weeks ago, I think I've been talking to you all every week about how (laughs) I wanted to kickstart a sprocket bike tour to Bristol, England. And uh, so I love this question because I realized that what I really wanted to do was go to England and hang out with Caroline and or wherever, wherever she wanted to go and bike around and literary places and think about that. Um, Or also, uh, and I don't even know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I have a place I can tell there's the kind of bike tour that I would like to do. And I would love someone to tell me how to do this. I would love to do a bike tour. I guess it could be another in another country, but I'd love to do one in the U S where you could stay in like semi comfortable beds. I don't want to be on a bench. I want (laughs) to, I don't want my tent. I I mean, that's fine. That's a way to go. That's fine. But I would like to, you know, bike, I don't know, a fair amount during the day and then take a nice shower and sleep in a bed 
and then uh, get up and go a little further the next day. And I've really wondered about a really good place to do that, where you can sort of link some nice places together where the driving isn't terrifying in between. I mean, we talked about this with Caroline a little bit, that you can do this all over England, apparently, but it's kind of hard to do here. I believe those are called hotels. <laughs> yeah, such a thing. <laughs> I don't. That's a shower. I mean, sure, but what is the root? What is the root? See, what I need, this is who my ideal companion is. Somebody who plans the whole trip. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know what Santiago is the... quite good for that. Okay, well, I'll go there then. Can, can you bike that? I, I hear a lot, a lot of people walking it. Is, is it a, I mean, it, presumably it's what, like a trail, roads, all that? Um, I've uh, stayed in with worm showers with a couple that had done it. Maybe they did it close to the route, but not on. Okay. Sounded oh, yeah. like, you know, Lisa just like that. what Joan was describing. Yeah, Lisa did that. She rode the Camino. Okay, yeah. And I yeah, mean, it's kind of like... There's multiple yeah. routes. You don't, it's not just one. There's multiple ones. And she rode and, you know, slept either at a hostel or with people. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I believe what I want to do is called credit card touring. That's right. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. And why not? I mean, you got, I mean, if we're dreaming of a post COVID world, why not go big? Let's go to the place where all the COVID used to be and just sleep in that room. Yeah. Except there won't be any anymore. It'll be clean. That's yeah, that's, that's it. Okay. Seems like a good idea. I liked this question. This was really fun. If anybody has, you know, ideas for me, <laughs> or others, I'd go to any of these places. I don't care. I'll go wherever. Yeah. Well, Invite I, me along. I would suggest. And if you're not creepy, I'll go. <laughs> I would suggest looking into uh, the American Cycling Associations and like their maps. Um, mm-hmm. They're pretty good with like finding low traffic, mostly low traffic uh, routes that will still connect you to a city or two where you can still get the amenities. Plus, like Guthrie was saying, warm showers. Is, totally use that network. Yeah. I mean, I and, and I just, it may be that it would be totally fine to be a woman doing this on my own, but I just feel like there's a slightly different, you know, I don't know. Considerations. Be better, America. Be better. Yeah, be better. There's a lot of things about, yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, if you're a person of color, it can be a lot more complicated to go into different parts of the country, you know? For sure. Well, but the thing is, too, that, like, there are a lot of places you can go. I was thinking about trips that I've taken where, like, my mode has always been go out and get dirty and sleep in a tent and, you know, shower every three days or something. But all the places that I rode through are the places I would like to have stayed if I had had more, you know, uh, resources about me. Because Adele and I did the the West Coast trip when we were much younger. It was like, what, it's almost 12 years ago now? And, uh, you know, we had no money, absolutely, like literally our bank account was empty at the end of that trip. We came home, we were like, Hey guys, can we sleep on a couch? Um, but the way that, uh, all these routes were laid out, like there were so many cities there. I was like, if I had money, I would drink. And if I had money, I would get a hotel. And there are just, there are ways to do that. Um, so depending on how many resources you have to work with and, and what your situation is, uh, you know, depending on the route that you take, like there are some routes that we've taken that just go out in the woods and there aren't any hotels. Um, and those are great too. But, uh, but yeah, like the West coast, especially like if you want to go up and you want to see the ocean every day on your right side and you want to see hotels on your left side every day. Um, and sometimes on your right, you can do it. It's possible. And you also carry a lot less stuff. 
this way. Right, right. Well, yeah, if, if like the weight is a consideration, if it's the thing that keeps you from doing it, then, you know, get rid of the doggone weight. But also, I don't want it to be expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and so there's the, that. That's where warm showers comes in, right? Yeah, right. Maybe. Or other. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, what? Uh, pe- people that aren't creepy that take you in. Yeah. No I'm trying to remember people. if we were ever taken in by any creepy people. I can't think. Of it. Aaron, do you remember us sharing these stories about creepy people? I, I can't think I don't, of any. I don't recall. Uh, um, yeah. Has, has anyone... Um, you you listed yourselves uh, uh, to host warm showers, right? Have yeah. you had any like horror stories from that? Well, I think I might have shared a couple episodes back. The only time that we really had it, it wasn't terrible. It was just a guy who like we had said, "Hey, we can't keep you past this time," and he was like, "Hey, can I stay past this time?" And we're like, "We told you we can't keep <laughs> we you past this agreed. time." Yeah. Are you sure you can't keep me past this time? Yeah, it was just one of those. Things. It was an awkward negotiation. Yeah. It wasn't really a negotiation. He wasn't like refusing to leave. He was just like really like, "Hey, I really could use a place to stay." And I was like. That's what the internet's for while you're staying at my house. So you can find another place to crash at. Uh, but we never had problems with that. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. We've only hosted, you know, very few people too. I think I was usually the creepy person at the, uh, at the <laughs> warm showers and I had, I had you and Adele with me. So, uh, yeah, if, if, if there's no creepy person, the creepy person is you. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's how I'd it works. Also- I'd also like to take this opportunity to introduce our new co-host, my elderly dog, who's now <laughs> sitting in my lap. <laughs> Your elderly dog is super cute. What is its name? This is Astro. He doesn't Hi, have Astro. Any teeth. Oh. Uh, he gets, you know. Astro okay. is super cute. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he needs a little extra. So warm showers. Not enough to sit under my chair all day. <laughs> Is warm showers like couch surfing? Specifically for like bike touring. Yes. Right. Yeah. And sometimes like it all depends on the host or the the rider. Sometimes it's like uh, you can just put your tent in my backyard. Sometimes it's, you know, feel free to come in and we'll make you a meal. It all depends, you know. I remember expecting to be given a meal at a warm showers host that I used one time. Yeah. And uh, they were, they were just like the lodging, like they weren't going to cook for you. And so I remember realizing that like kind of towards the middle of the evening. And I was like, Oh, I guess uh, (laughs) this means that I better get my stuff out of my bag and make myself a tortilla roll with nuts and peanut butter. (laughs) No spaghetti tonight. (laughs) Precisely. All right. So we also heard from Adam D. I can't remember where we got this. Adam D. Comment. From the credits. Yes. Right. But where did where did where did Adam ask us the question? I'm not remembering. On right the now. internet, on Facebook, I think. It was the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it was right. It was on right. It was on Facebook. It was on Facebook. It slid down a tube and landed in front of us. Yeah. 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 And uh, it was through the pneumatic tubes of the internet. And there's an article that I think we'll link to in the show notes from the San Diego Union Tribune. Advocates and elected officials hope to woo novice bikers with new protected lanes that separate riders from drivers. Um, and it's a long article because it it also basically goes into sort of the history of vehicular cycling and how there are... I don't know. What did they say? Fast cyclists. I was going to say you, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you might be tipping the hat. You might be giving <laughs> foreshadowing your answer. So basically, Adam said, 
what do you think about this? What do you what do you think about this article? What do you think about this issue? There's vehicular cycling at fast speeds sl- or slower riding in lanes and on paths. And what is what is our take on that or our individual? What are our take? All right. Well, since I tipped my hand, uh, I think there there is no more clear display of privilege than vehicular cycling. The idea that you expect everyone in every skin, in every position, you know, every gender, uh, to feel comfortable obstructing vehicular traffic with their own bodies. Um, that's something that only a white man with the most amount of privilege in our society could assume is normative and reasonable for everyone. And that's a load of bullshit. Woo. I'm not sure I could say it any better than that. I like, I'm <laughs> um, pretty comfortable. Oh, I'm pretty comfortable as a vehicular cyclist in some contexts, but it is not appropriate for many or most people. If we want more folks to be riding their bikes. Yeah. And it's not to say that I haven't done it. And it's not to say that sometimes I don't get off on, on, you know, obstructing traffic. Cause like, that's kind of fun, right? Oh, it's kind my... of fun to assert your privilege if you have oh. it. So, yeah, let me tell you that my very favorite, time to behave as a vehicular cyclist is when I'm wearing like a skirt, <laughs> like the more, you know, sort of in normal clothing I'm dressed, the more I'm like, I'm taking the lane. <laughs> Utilizing the Mary Poppins effect. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the, the technical research term for, for biking in, in women's apparel. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, you get a little more space. Yeah, I think it was Ellie Blue's first appearance on the Sprocket. She did a really good deep dive on the history of uh, vehicular cycling and um, why it's really not for most people um, and actually not really good for biking in general. Uh, that said, like there are times, especially commuting, where you don't really have much choice but to like take the lane and, and be a vehicular cyclist here in Portland. Um, luckily, you know, being that it's got the reputation of being a town, I would say drivers are more aware here than many other cities. With infrastructure like this, who needs enemies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like to ride fast. I think it's fun. It, pumps up my vascular system, but, uh, I don't think your commute should be your, uh, king of the hill, king of the mountain kind of time. I think that is, uh, indicative of, of car culture or a result of, of, or a carryover of car culture of wanting that commute to be as, as short as possible. That said, I want my commute to be as short as possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So I don't blame you for wanting to go fast. I don't blame anyone for wanting to go fast, but uh, my rational brain says you you shouldn't really want to go fast though. There are times when I'm on my road bike riding through places that are more congested with a lot more people with commuters because I'm trying to get someplace else. And I feel like I just don't expect in those places to be able to go fast that, you know, I need to be, if I'm, for example, in Portland on the uh, East bank Esplanade, because I want to ride my bike up to council crest or something. I, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing the whole Strava thing. I'm not trying to 
peaking of any mountains, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like you got to look out for other folks, even if you're on a bike that's a little lighter and can go a little faster. And, and if, if you don't want to do that, find somewhere else to ride your bike, I guess. It's inter- interesting because I, I saw that post and I read, I didn't read the article. I looked at it just barely, but I'm looking at it now. But I thought the, the, the gist of it was more, if you have cycling infrastructure, I thought it was more about riding in a vehicular cyclist way on cycling infrastructure. So if you're riding on the East Bank Esplanade or on the waterfront, uh, you should be, expect not to be riding Strava speeds. And even on the East Bank Esplanade in certain places, it says, hey, if you're going to ride fast, go over to Water Avenue and ride on a bike lane there. You know, it tells you. Get the you hell out of here. Um, <laughs> if you're going to ride fast, get out. You know, and there's a there's actually a speed limit on the Tillicum. There's actually a speed limit on the Hawthorne here in Portland uh, that some people ignore because they're shared paths. They're shared paths with pedestrians and people in all different other types of uh, modes of travel. Strava speeds are fast. Usually. Yeah, I just use that as <laughs> fast. Because my tagline on Strava is, I can ride slower than anyone else on Strava. <laughs> that's a, that's quite a flex, Brock. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hey, I'm a weird Strava, flex, Brock. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that means you must ride faster than me, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> the biggest thing this article reminds me of is coming. I think I've ridden it one direction on the highway where this photo was taken, like getting into San Diego and. Uh, just the freneticness of some areas there did make me feel like I want, I needed to ride a little faster than I felt like I wanted to ride just to be okay in that situation. So not coming down one way or another on the article necessarily, because I think that there have been very good points made, but, uh, yeah, sometimes it feels like you got to ride really damn fast to be safe. You know, this reminds me, there was somebody on Twitter back in the 2000s, maybe early 2010s, around that era, that was very much against cycling lanes. Mm. It's like the the laws are there, the rules are there, bikes should take the lane, bikes mm. should ride in the lane. Ah, so that's a, that's a big supporter of vehicular cycling. Yeah, and yeah. I mean adamant so adamant about it on twitter and i'm trying to remember who it was i can't remember who I was it gonna was. say is it one of these guys said it in this article i can't remember the names right <laughs> no, now either this is, this is a portland a portland person oh okay and uh i wish i could remember who it was because i'm pretty sh- i don't know if they're still around or they just like you know left because they realized they weren't getting any traction or or maybe they're still around but they just don't fight that fight anymore but i'd really i'm really interested in finding out who that is i'll have to go back and look and see if i could find out who that is you know there are a couple of people back there when i was uh first starting twitter that would you know end up finding out more about and becoming friends with you know like you guys um but uh yeah i can't remember who that was i'd like to find out what happened to them i'll have to look that up 
it is really interesting to think about Portland as a place because there are certain parts of Portland where that is really easily seen. Like you could see where that would be exactly what someone would have to do. And then there are a lot of parts of Portland where like it's hard to imagine why you'd feel the need to be so but then also it's developed quite a bit since then if we're talking 10 years ago or something um there were certainly people there, there were there were people who were into it now i can't remember either well uh um, yeah oh go for it we're doing the portland thing right yeah, you go yeah, no, you, you go. go you go no, you go nice fight nice fight <laughs> nice fight <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank you for summarizing my past 11 years in this town <laughs> yeah but you know you go uh, i think what was it I, somebody retweeted on twitter the the thing that i saw was that portland isn't a small city it's a big high school or something along those lines yeah um I was thinking, what, uh, we're, we're probably at the point where we should probably close this thing up, even though I'm sure, are, are there any other listener submitted questions? I wrote a bunch of questions, but they were all really depressing. Like, how screwed are I we? I don't think there were. I, I had some questions for you guys. Ooh, all right. I, Let's do it. Then. Uh, you folks, I wrote down questions even before we started recording. I felt really good about myself. For and that. that's what sets you apart from um, the pack on this Sprocket podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I did I did good this time. Um okay, I've got a question for Joan. All right. All right. So I I wanted to ask you each like questions I would ask you if you were not associated with the Sprocket podcast at all. Um but you were just coming on the show for the first time and like what would I like beginner's mind uh try to ask knowing just like a little bit about each of you. Um if you found a box in the basement filled with old photos of you when you first started riding your bike, what would they look like? What would you what book would you have suggested to yourself to read back when you found the photos? Guthrie, are you trying to make me cry? Uh, what would they have looked like when I was first um my uh my parents got me some sort of bike for Christmas one year and I saw it in the basement before Christmas <laughs> when I still very much believed <laughs> that Santa brought presents. Classic. Uh, and I think, I don't think that was my banana seat bike that I talked about. I think that was even my, like whatever I had before that. I don't even know if I had training wheels at this point. Um, what would it have looked like? I don't know. I would have been a little girl with dirty blonde hair and a big smile on her face I guess and what book would I have I can never I there's too many books Guthrie I can't answer that questions I mean I just read so much as a little kid I you're I, talking to a librarian yeah I don't I don't know what I I don't know I don't know I it's read all good but I like the question and I'm sorry I don't have an answer for you no that's okay if you come I, up with one you should let us know okay maybe this is one that you think of the answer to and you bring it next time you're on the show yeah maybe i will maybe i will i like the question though yeah all good i like the library questions (laughs) (laughs) um let's see armando if you could go back and re-ride one pedal palooza ride that you've actually been on before only one which would it be and why guthrie i thought you weren't going to make me cry (laughs) 
Wow. Uh, I guess I would have to say, and only because I can remember this. <laughs> I mean, I remember a lot of them. Oh, gosh. Um, I guess one of the proms. One of the proms that ended and we had a... No, no, no. I take that back. Their karaoke ride. There's a karaoke ride. There are two of them that were great. But the one I really remember is uh, we ended up off the spring water. <laughs> and I ended up singing my karaoke song, which is Kiss by Prince. And uh, it was, it was, must have been a couple years ago because it was um, the year that Prince died. And uh, somebody came up to me after the, after the song and they looked at me and they said, and I had on my, I think I had, did I have on my purple suit? I can't remember if I did or not. I think I had on my tuxedo. Maybe. I don't remember. And uh, he came up to me and said, you know, it's a good thing Prince is dead because you killed it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, uh, I was there for this moment. I remember that. And I, I, I think speaking of crying, I think I was just sobbing in tears or I was just in tears of laughter <laughs> Because it was so, because Armando just really, <laughs> he went all in with the falsetto. That's oh, amazing. Yeah, totally. We got, we got to hear that someday. <laughs> I think that's in the future podcast. I don't, I don't think that will be difficult to hear. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, Aaron, what bicycle component in your lifetime has brought you the most joy? The most misery? Follow-up. Should I wear a mask during COVID? Uh, I'll answer the last question first. Yes. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Um, the component that has brought me the most joy is... Do I have to do like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a group of components and then I'm going to narrow it down because... My you are permitted to <clears throat> interpret this question as you'd like. All right. So my my whole drivetrain on my surly when I went to the two by ten. Um that whole project was just frustrating enough to make me want to continue to be engaged so I don't get beaten by it, but also engaging enough that I I, I learned some things. I, I enjoyed putting it all together. And I am very into the like two by 10 as opposed to like three by nine or whatever. Like I, I like that setup way more. Plus it's an all black cassette. So if I've, if I had to go just one of those components, uh, now I, I was going to say my 10 speed cassette, but I really like that Velo orange crank set too. So, so hard to choose. Yeah. Um, is this like the Marie Kondo thing where like, which like, are you going to get rid of the parts that don't bring you joy? They all bring joy. So I'm keeping it all Marie. <laughs> Same with all my shoes and, and this remote control and this paddle ball game is from the jerk. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thing that is the component that has brought me the most, what is it that most misery? misery yeah the most misery also a crank set the one on my pugsley because my dumbass <laughs> tightened the cup uh what is it the the 
the cup holders, the whatever. Anyways, tighten them too much. And so they ended up seizing on me. And they were so tight that I couldn't even get it out without busting the original set and had to get a whole new set of bearings and all that business. And I had to actually have somebody do that. But lesson learned, I guess. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing those moments. Um, Brock. Wow. Yes. 10 years. What a long time. Sure what is. What was your most grateful moment in the year 2020? And what gets you most excited between now and 2050, the years to come? 2050? Um, yes. These, this is what we call hypothetical numbers, I think, right? Imaginary numbers. Uh, you are well, allowed to interpret the question as you wish. <laughs> uh, 2020, uh, I, maybe my most grateful moment was like uh, in the middle of the whole COVID thing and not really being able to see people. And in the middle of uh, all the natural disasters and things that we endured in the Northwest, um, the shining star of my experience was getting out to ride the trail of the Coeur d'Alene with my son uh, and doing 72 miles over over uh, two days, I guess. Uh, and then the third day, we just kind of drove back. But that was an amazing little gem of a time in the middle of a lot of not-so-fun times. Um, and also that, you know, I was really close to the fires. My house didn't burn down. That was good. And when my wife was pregnant and we were worried about air quality that, uh, my sister could take us in and, uh, we could, uh, man, we drove so much. It was, I, I would not like to do that much running away from smoke ever again, because we started running from smoke and dust and fog and all that stuff when, uh, the bike trip ended. Um, and so, yeah, it just that that's, that's all, let's not do that again. But uh, it was a great time riding my bike and seeing a moose with my son um, and him not being upset about it, him being pretty much okay and even sleeping the last six miles, which were the steepest and hardest miles. Uh, he just, he was asleep and he was happy. So that was nice. So what was the, the second part? What I'm looking forward to most in 2050 or like the next 20 years? Um, what gets you most excited about the time between now and 2050? What are you uh, looking for? Oh, thank you. I think, uh, cause I got two boys now, uh, getting them both on bikes and getting them out to adventure and explore or to put backpacks on and go into the, into the Hills, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and you know, hopefully being able to pull the newly required permits in the Mount Jefferson wilderness, uh, just finding, finding ways to get them outside and finding ways to get them excited about all the stuff that I like. Cause you know, there's that sweet spot, I think, what is it? I, I guess probably before they're about 17 or something, maybe even younger where like, they just think that dad's full of shit, uh, that that's going to happen no matter how <laughs> nice I am to them. And so, uh, I'm looking forward to the time that we get to spend going and hanging out and hiking and, and doing stuff, um, before they like really want to, I don't know, buy cars and you've got through early middle school. <laughs> that's it. Yep. And then and like, then whatever, whatever kind take of a pants, break. Yeah. And then they'll let's hope come back, but it's sooner than you think. Right. The pants will either be too loose or too tight. Uh, and either way, it'll be bad. And I'm not going to like the music, no matter how cool it is and no matter how much it was like the stuff I liked when I was a kid and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, to seeing them grow up and seeing them get some love for nature. So. Alrighty. Cool. Thank you. Those were my questions. What's well, your question 20, for yourself? 2050, you'll be on, you'll be on the moon. And one of Elon Musk's, Musk's, 
colonies. Uh, penal colonies, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Debtor, no, we're going to have colonies. prison abolition by then. Prison abolition. On Earth. Oh. But yeah. That's, I didn't know that's what they meant when they were asking for abolition of prison. Send them oh. to the moon. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Just abolished them on Earth. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Didn't read the fine print. Um, in space, no one can hear your lawyer. <laughs> I I have some questions, if if you don't mind. We don't. All right. So, Guthrie, since you started, uh, I'll start with you, okay? Uh, if you dug a hole through the center of the Earth, starting from Wellington in New Zealand, which European country would you end up in? Mm. Great Britain is Spain. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to go my best. clockwise. Brock, which bird is nicknamed the laughing jackass? The laughing jackass. Wow. Um, I don't know. That would be the kookaburra. Oh, sure. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Mighty, mighty uh, king of the bush is he. Armando, true or false, you can sneeze in your sleep. True. That is false. True. <laughs> Joan, what is the collective noun for a group of unicorns? This feels like the most profound question I've ever had to ponder. A group of unicorns is a, I mean, would it be a herd? Would it be a magic? It's a magic. <laughs> I like that. Uh, it's a magic of unicorns. According to the Edinburgh News, it's a blessing. <gasps> a blessing of a unicorns. A blessing of unicorns. Look, I was going to say a, a Portland of unicorns, but yeah. I, with all respect to Edinburgh, I think mine's a little better. I think so too. It's pretty good. Unikai. <laughs> Unikai. All right. Those are good questions, Aaron. I just, I just looked up trivia questions <laughs> and just clicked on the like, I like it. link down. That was all. Uh, did anybody else prepare questions for the rest of us? Where's that money you owe me? <laughs> I got a question. Where's my money? <laughs> Bless you, man. <laughs> you have some money. <laughs> Most importantly, um, what is the airspeed velocity velocity of an unladen swallow? And these must be African and European answers, please. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on who you ask. But if you ask saratoga.com, which is the first thing that comes up when you Google airspeed velocity laden swallow, um, it's about three times the product of the frequency and the amplitude. So in the end, it's concluded that the airspeed velocity of a European unladen swallow is about 24 miles per hour or 11 meters per second. Boom. And uh, in euros. That came to us via Tim Mooney on Instagram. Tim Mooney, Insta thanks, Tim. That rascal. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's a good. One. What's the airspeed velocity of the Millennium Falcon? And these are all jokes referring to movies that maybe some of you all have. That's seen. right. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some of you all have seen them and don't remember these lines. <laughs> Please join me. <laughs> Call or text 503-847-9774. That's right. And remember, a parsec think- is not a measurement of speed. It's a measurement of distance. That's right, which is important. Um, well, hey, th- this has been a good chat. It's been good to see you all. I'm glad we had uh, uh, Podstravaganza, I think we des- decided to call it, right? Episode 550. Like um, so let's, let's call it, shall I we? I think we should call it. Yes. Let's call it amazing. <laughs> Uh, and with that, we'll roll the credits. Who's, who's oh. doing? Who, how are we getting through these? Though we hadn't. We're all doing the credits, and each person's going to take the next line that the Ooh. last person said. Right. So, what if? Uh, uh, <laughs> could we do one that way? What if we all read it at the same time? Oh, oh goodness! <laughs> That's going to be murder on the edit. I. <laughs> I guess you're volunteering. What? No, no, dude, it's just like a chorus of voices. <laughs> Would be a chorus of unicorns. That sounds oh, way no, too dystopian to me. Never mind. That would not be a blessing. <laughs> okay, I'm done for. I think you. I think it is a lovely idea. Better left in the realm of magic. Hypothetical. I think last week it was not out yet. You haven't seen my worst attempt yet. <laughs> um. Well, let's let's go in the order of uh, seniority. <laughs> so, Brock, Aaron, Guthrie. Oh boy, who's more senior, Jonah or Armando? Armando. Armando's more senior because he's also older. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So, uh, Brock, Aaron, Guthrie, Armando, Joan, um, and uh, the, each person reads the thing that the last person did not. Is that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Each person reads the next line. Excellent. And lines, what we lines right? There. We've determined we can roll the the music, right? I yeah, let's do the music. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or else we're going to be doing it in Armando's head, all of us. <laughs> and nobody oh, wants that be happening. <laughs> is it is it playing? Can you guys hear that? No, Joan. I don't. I don't have a gauge on the. Oh yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, I forgot you can't. Okay, okay. Some yeah. like some people are like it's too loud, and then like I have it turned way down, and then some people are like I can't hear it, and then I turn it way back. Oh, precisely. I got baby ears. I've got to have that up. <laughs> yeah, if you sing the first note, though, I will sing it in my head. So. That's right. All right. I'll just I'll turn myself up in my monitor. Karaoke music. Turn this thing up in my headphones. Don't have to be you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at home. You sons of nothing. Until we can get all that is sweet, sweet COVID vaccine into our veins. You know, still wear your mask even if you get the vaccine. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and Instagram at sprocketpodcast. Oh, and also, you know, still send us your your light bike bike light thanks to the hashtag sprocket winter bike that's in there that's right thanks to ryan j lane for our theme music that we've been able to play for 10 years her bird who has been gone or who yeah <laughs> out of business that's out of business longer than we've been existing 
Hurt Bird for our headline sounder. Edit that. Make and, me look cool, Brock. <laughs> and Marcus Norman for graphic design. Thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, who knows better than to ask questions about Monty Python. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise. Todd Parker, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson. JP Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe. Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. Anna, who is warming up the oven. Thank you very much. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's right over there. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Uh, sorry, I'm going to duck out. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Saying goodbye. <laughs> now, y'all jump ahead of me. Thanks. Bye. Got to go. Got to go. Sorry to gotcha. be weird. You got it. All good. Be well. Uh, Rory Poulton. in Michigan. Jeremy Kitchen. David Belay. Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skiddo, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron. And Chris, Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Pace, Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow, Doodling It. Hey, that's me. Yeah. Matthew Rooks. Kaka. Kaka. Marshall. Paula at Funatake Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartandale. No relation. Mr. T. Who never really left. And Bike Initiative Kiwana. Sarah G. Adam D. Go dig a hole. Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy. Myra Martinez. Oso. Isaac M. David Christensen. 503. Byron Patterson, Kirsten Graham, Aaron G., Rachel Moline. And welcome back to our newest and returning donor, Jimmy Diesel. Jimmy Diesel. Jimmy Diesel. Jimmy Diesel. And all of our former donors who helped us get all the way from year one to year 10. Thank you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Thank you ever so much. This is yours, and we hope you like it. Now, wash your hands. And wear your mask. And brush your teeth. And go to bed. That's right. (laughs) Go to bed. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Well, hey. Cool. That was fun. Everyone. Good night. Absolutely fun. Good to see you guys. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you, everyone. Later. Bye.